This is the Gospel of Kennison, people. Hi, how you doing? This is the Gospel of Kennison, uh, the personal audio journal of me, James Kennison. Welcome. This is episode 94, brought to you the week of March 12, 2019. And today we are ranking the Star Wars films. And then we're going to do some stuff that will last longer. Because I can't imagine that it's going to take a long time for me to rank the Star Wars films. So um, here are the Star Wars films in order that they were produced. Um, Episode 4, A New Hope. Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back. 6, Return of the Jedi. 1, Episode 1 was Phantom Menace. Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. This Episode 3 was Revenge of the Sith. And then we had... Seven Force Awakens, and we had Rogue One was created, and then eight was The Last Jedi, and then Solo was put out. So that's the order in which they were released, not necessarily the order that I would put them in. So this was requested by Chris Cowan. So I hope he listens and I hope he enjoys the 15 seconds it takes for me to go through this. My first selection for the best Star Wars movie of all time, or should I go backwards? Should I go forwards or should I go backwards? I don't know. Let's start with the best. I think the best. Okay, so my favorite Star Wars movie of all time has got to be A New Hope. Okay, it has to be. And I'll tell you why. Because even though everybody else is always like, hey, Empire Strikes Back is the best film, there would be no Empire Strikes Back. It's it's like it's like Toy Story. Toy Story 2 is arguably a better film than Toy Story 1. There's a lot more that happens in it. It's it's just a better story and all in all. Um, but without Toy Story, there would be no Toy Story 2. So on principle... I have got to say that a new hope since it introduces us to Luke, it introduces us to um, aunt brew and uncle Owen's corpses. Um, and, and it tells us important things like, you know, that uh, certain, you know, um, blasters and, and somebody walks in straight lines to hide their numbers and, you know, all this stuff. So anyway, uh, it's good stuff. It's the first time I ever saw a lightsaber. I mean, you can't replace that with anything. The next in line would be Empire Strikes Back because it is really good. Um, it used to be my least favorite because it really didn't have an ending. And I didn't like that. But then I went back and watched it and you're like, oh my gosh, so much stuff happens. I mean, they cut up a, a tauntaun and stick a person into it. They do all kinds of great stuff. So... Um, Empire Strikes Back is easily the second best movie for me, followed by Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi is the only film I ever saw in the theater um, back, back, you know, of the original trilogy. And um, I we went and saw it at a dollar theater. And I remember because they had a Jabba the Hutt statue that they pr- promoted in the paper. They're like, come see Jabba the Hutt. And we got there, and it was Jabba the Hutt. It was made out of chicken wire and and some bad paper mache. 
And um, it was not impressive and did not look like Job of the Hut. And my mom, after we were done watching it, said that it was a demonic movie. And um, I don't, I don't know which person she was talking about. Maybe she was talking about Job of the Hut was demonic. I don't know, but I didn't think it was demonic. I thought it was awesome. Um, the next one I would put in line is Rogue One, and and some of you may freak out. I, it's okay, but I liked Rogue One. I like Rogue One a lot. It's like one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Um, definitely my favorite of all the new ones. Um, I don't really know what the popular opinion is about Rogue One. I don't know if people liked it or hated it. I refuse to care because I enjoyed it. I own the Funko Pop uh, figure of Jane, Jan Erso, uh, both as a child with her cute little um, freckle face and her little, her little Stormtrooper doll, and I own her normal self. Um, she's a rebel, you know, and, and she's full of hope, and rebellions are built on hope. And so that's why, um, that's why that one is my favorite uh everybody dies yeah it, you know it's all edited up and different and 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 sol Guerrero is a weird character and blah 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 but i just love the ensemble cast i love um you know that we have a real uh good guy bad guy kind of guy like somebody that han solo was trying to be but he he was really bad but but for good reasons you know and the, the, the whole irony of that, um, I like the severe lack of uh, CGI and stuff like that. So uh, Rogue One, it's just a good good movie to me, even though everybody dies. And, and it has a great bad guy. I, I, just, I like the dude. I don't remember his name, but I've seen this movie a hundred times. And I still don't, you know, I don't pay attention to it that much, but um, I, I, I like it. I like the movie. So if you don't, that's tough. Uh, the Force Awakens would be the next one in line. Um, I liked the first one, you know, the, the return to to the world of of uh, of Star Wars. It's more Star Wars, you know. I, I I don't think there's anything wrong with more Star Wars, even if it's bad Star Wars. There's more of it. Um, but that was that would be the next one I would put in line because it was you know it was good. Um, after that would be Phantom Menace. And you say James the the prequels sucked you know blah 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 yeah whatever. Um, I know what w- the world says I'm supposed to think about the prequels and I have my own opinions about the prequels uh, because I was there at midnight you know standing in line to see every one of them. And I remember being absolutely thrilled with them when they were coming out. And that initial reaction before the world tainted my view um, is what I go with. And Phantom Menace to me was great. I didn't really like the yellow um, X-Wing fighters, you know, the Naboo fighters. I didn't like those. Um, but I liked all the, all the stuff. I liked the kid. Um, I liked Padme. I liked R2D2 having a, a, a smarter role, you know, in there. I liked the shiny spaceships. 
Uh, I like the explosions. And um, I don't know who they were fooling with Padme being the, the sidekick and then sometimes the queen. I mean, I saw that coming a mile away. I also knew who the emperor was from the beginning. You know, I don't think anybody was fooled by that. And um, I didn't hate Jar Jar like everybody else did. Uh, I, I think I do now because I've been tainted. But at the time, it was it was just annoying. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about Jar Jar that really bothers me now is uh, Jar Jar is um, in his opening act, like when he first starts out, he looks like he's out of place. Like he's not shaded right. He doesn't look like he's in the world, especially when he jumps in the water and does this supernatural flip and then pops back up his head out of the water and stuff. But that, that whole thing, you, 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 it kind of takes you out of the movie, but then all the other Jar Jar characters, including boss Nass and all that are very well done. And you don't even think about them as being fake, you know, all the robots and, and stuff like that. You're just accepted. Um, so I don't know what the deal was with Jar Jar. I don't, I don't, I, I think he was who he was supposed to be. He was annoying and you know, blah, blah, blah. My kids love Jar Jar. Uh, and from what I heard, the, the adults, when I was a kid hated Ewoks and I loved Ewoks. They were the best. Holy crap. Return of the Jedi was great. Oh, but anyway, um, I don't think Phantom Menace is as bad as, as people say, uh, next on my list would be the last Jedi. Um, I liked it. It wasn't, uh, it didn't knock my, you know, my socks off or whatever piece of clothing I'm allowed to say they knocked off. Um, but it was good. I, I liked, uh, the, you know, the being drawn to the dark side so easily. I liked the, the whole fake Luke thing. Um, I did not like Super Leia. I will I'll tell you that's why it got bumped down below Phantom Menace. Because Leia being able to fly, it, it was just bad CGI. It was bad. And I don't know how else you would make an old lady fly through space, but um, it just didn't look good. It, there, there's, there's, there had to have been a better way, even if they had just bent her. Um, you know that scene in, um, if you haven't seen it, uh, called Gravity. It's got the lady in it, and there's a scene where she finally makes it into a capsule with some air, and she releases her body and just kind of flies back. And I, I know I can't see an old lady doing that move, but something to where the force is like pulling her from from her midsection or or something like that but not this superman you know just frozen let's lay her down on a table and and a green screener and that that was rough um also laura dern um is a giantess apparently and i didn't like i don't like recognizing people in star wars movies i'll just be honest I want offbeat people that I've never seen before because it helps me to think about the 
Star Wars as being a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And uh, whenever I see characters from Cheers, like in Solo, or, or yeah, I think it's Solo, and, and Hunger Games, and when I see people from Jurassic Park, like Laura Dern, um, it takes me out of it. It's like, oh, this is rooted in now. This is a movie. I want to see British characters that I've never seen before. And, um, you know, seeing Saul Guerrero is the same thing in Phantom Menace. Now, I didn't mind. I didn't mind Ipman being in there. He was awesome. He can be in there all day because he was speaking English, too. So that kind of made him different. But Saul Guerrero, you know, the... Uh, you know, Mothman and or the last samurai or whatever he was, Bumjack Samurai. I don't remember his name. Um Yeah, that 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 was the troubling thing for me. But you get these characters that are great actors, but you don't know their face. And that makes Star Wars Star Wars, in my opinion. And uh they did really good with that with The Force Awakens. Uh, for the most part. So anyway, last Jedi, uh, then I would put attack of the clones cause we're getting into my bottom three now and attack of the clones, um, you know, had its, had its good points. Um, I, I remember enjoying the Caminos, uh, not so much the fact that he had to go see a big three arm dude, uh, at a, at a diner to find him. Um, and I hope I'm thinking of the right movie. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I am. I I didn't like the falling in love stuff so much. Um, I didn't mind it except for, you know, hey, I'm floating your food towards your mouth and, you know, you're stabbing it out of the air. And and his he 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 was younger than her, a lot younger than her. And why did they do that in the first place? Why not make them the same age? are similar in age. Um, I get it that, that he is needing a mother figure and that, that that's part of his deal. Um, but, but still it's weird. And, uh, I, I remember loving Camino. I loved the, the clone growing process. I loved the long necked people and the way they walked and they took one step for every 15 steps a human took. So there, you know, there's a lot of CGI in there. The the great fight between uh, Django and and uh, Obi Wan is really good. Um, so it's got some good points, but but all in all, um, not my favorite movie. Revenge of the Sith is uh, second to last. Uh, probably should be last because I haven't seen um, the last one very but, but once, and I was hardly paying attention. But um, Revenge of the Sith has got some of the worst stuff in it in my life. And I'm thinking mostly of the ending, um, on, um, Oh, my Madagascar. Yeah. Mustafar, right. Is that the one that, that the, the, uh, the lava planet is on? I think so. So uh, they're they're riding on top of robots and pieces that are floating in the lava. Um, they they're resistant to heat. It's just too much. It's too much, and they're floating around on these things, and they're not even affected by gravity or or centrifugal forces 
when the things move around, they're just glued on there, CGI style, and they're floating around. I I get that fighting on a on a lava planet is a good idea, but they should have been fighting not over lava itself. Um, what about what about uh, like legitimately? Um, having rocks or boulders, you know, almost like when you would be fighting on ice, you know, ice flows and stuff. Why not something like that? Why does it have to be robots and, and stuff like that? I, I don't, mm. it, there, there could have been lava pools with, with rock formations. There could have been a lot of things. I know we're trying to make it exciting, this big Epic thing. Uh, but it was not, it was not good. Uh, I, I did not hate the destruction of Anakin Skywalker by that time. You know, you're totally against him. He killed the younglings, you know. He he was crazy. Uh, he totally got played. They did that good. Um, uh, you know, Padme dying of a broken heart was a little dramatic. Uh, but what really sends this one down to the bottom of the list for me is Frankenstein... Uh, resurrection of Darth Vader. Uh, I mean, it's great when they put the helmet on and it seals and you hear the breath for the first time. That is amazing. But then when they tilt the table up and he breaks free from the, 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 you know, the, the clasps on the sides and kicks his legs out. I mean, it's just like Frankenstein and maybe they were trying to do that on purpose, but it was too on the nose, if you ask me. And that that kind of ruins it. Um, so whatever. The last one I'll say is Solo, uh, because I saw it and it really didn't capture my attention and I really didn't pay much attention to it. Uh, I need to watch it again to see if it needs to be above Revenge of the Sith. But um, I want to like all of the Star Wars movies in some way. Rating Star Wars movies to me is kind of like rating Pixar movies. All the Pixar movies are good, but there are some that are not as good as others. Bugs Life, in my opinion, being one of the worst. And probably Good Dinosaur being the, the worst because I haven't seen it and have no care to see it. And have not heard good things about it. Um, but Solo is one of those that I don't know what everybody else thinks about it. But I didn't, I, it just, you know, whatever. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. But I, but I don't like it as much as all the rest of them. So there you go. There's my list for one more time. A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Rogue One, Force Awakens, Phantom Menace, Return of the, or Last Jedi, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, and Solo. I'd love to hear your uh, versions of it. That took a grand total of 19 and a half minutes. So now I'm going to answer questions about myself because um, from what I heard, people that listen to GOK um, listen to GOK because they like hearing me talk about stuff. So here we go. Where did I grow up? Here's some information for you. I grew up in several places. I was born in Gainesville, Florida. I grew up uh, in Jacksonville, Florida through elementary school. Um, I went to a small Christian private school, probably I think for fifth grade. I was homeschooled sixth and seventh grade, and we moved to Yulee, Florida, uh, where we lived on three and a half acres of land, and uh, was 
pretty isolated outside of uh, church, you know, attendance and stuff like that. Um, I was put into uh, Yulee Junior High. I want to say seventh or eighth grade. And then we moved to St. Mary's, Georgia um, it, when I was in ninth grade, which was 1987, 88 school year. And I lived there until a couple years after graduation, which would have been like 93. And then I moved to Macon, Georgia, um, where my soon to be our future wife was attending college. We got married in 1996 and we have been married ever since. So there you go. Do I have any pets? Yes. You know, I have pets. I have two dogs and a fish. One's name is Moffat. The other one's name is butthole. And the other one's name is Sporky the fish. Um, do you have any siblings? Yes, I do. I am the oldest of five kids. I have a sister that's under me that's a year and a half younger. Her name is Leanne. I have a sister that is three years younger than me, and her name is Amy. I have a brother who is nine years younger than me. His name is Jonathan, and I have a brother that most of you would know who is 10 years younger than me, and his name is David. And that is, I also have a half sibling named Elizabeth uh, because my father got remarried and had a child. But we're not close. No offense. We just don't know each other. Okay. Um, do you know what your name means? Yes. My name is the, uh, I recently found out. I always thought it was servant. That's what I was told it, it meant. Like James, you know, home James. And I always thought that was really terrible. But it's even worse. Um, James is apparently a Latin rephrasing of the Hebrew name Jacob, Jacob which is Jacob, which means supplanter or follower. So it's even worse than servant. So at least servant had some class, but I'm a supplanter, man. I'm supplanting people. I'm going to supplant you. Um, what type of phone do you have? I have a, it's a good question. I have a, um, a pixel two XL, a Google pixel two XL. And it's the best phone I've ever owned. I've, we, we used to be Apple people, and when I found out that Apple was purposefully slowing down my phone, I finally had enough, and we switched over, and I'll never go back. There is so much functionality, so much more freedom, um, and, and I love having updates directly from Google instead of th from a third party where they modify, uh, you know, uh, Android and, and stuff like that, I get it directly, just like you would if you had an iPhone getting direct updates from Google. So, I mean, uh, Apple. So I, I love it. I love my phone. It's a good phone, and I love it a lot. And I have the headphones that goes with it, the Pixel Buds. I got them for free, because, uh, or I got them at significantly reduced rate when I bought my phone. And um, they're great. They're great. So what did you do this last weekend? Um, we didn't do a whole lot. We kind of decluttered the house a little bit. Um, and we went to uh, a church service. Um, and, and we went, um, oh, I say we didn't do anything. We went house shopping all day Sunday. Started at 11 a.m., which was actually 10 a.m. 
And because um, of the time change, and we went all the way through to about two, we looked at like eight houses, and the one we wanted was sold by the time we got home. So that was fun. Um, what do you like to do in your spare time? In my spare time, I like to try to be creative. Um, I'm working on uh, a video for YouTube. I do that in my spare time. I like shopping for games on Steam just to see what's out there. Um, I think I shop for games more than I buy than I buy games, and I I think I buy games more than I play games, which is weird. Um, but I like to find good deals on games. It's like a hobby. I don't know. So I have a, a lot of games. I've kind of made myself promise that unless it's a certain number of games that are on my wish list, I don't buy games until I've played the ones I have. You know? Uh, spare time. What else do I do? I think about podcasting a lot. I do. Um, like I want to start a show with my wife, um, uh, an advice, a question and answer advice type show. And so I think a lot about what the name should be and you know, that kind of thing. Um, spare time. I should, uh, I watch movies, you know, TV series. I watched the umbrella Academy. It was good. I wish there was more to it. But, um, you know, you, it's hard to find something good on Netflix. They have a lot of stuff and a lot of it's crap, but, uh, umbrella Academy was, was not crap. It was pretty good. It was weird, quirky. It was that way on purpose. Um, and so I, I enjoyed it. Um, what is the last thing you do before you go to sleep or no, 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 sorry. Uh, what is the first thing you do when you wake up? The first thing I do when I wake up is shut off my alarm and try to act like it never went off. Um, the first thing I do when I wake up is, uh, I stretch. I do. I stretch. It's, there's not really a routine. I go down, I put on shoes and pants, shirt, jacket, and I take my kids to school. So there you go. What's the last thing you do before you go to sleep? I lay there for three hours trying to sleep. That was what I did last night. I went to bed early and I laid there and I laid there and an hour goes by and it's, it's, uh, it's 12 o'clock and I lay there and I'm trying to sleep and I'm trying to sleep and I get hot, pull the covers down. I look over, it's one o'clock in the morning and then I lay there and I try to get comfortable and I try to, my mind won't shut down and it's two o'clock in the morning. And then suddenly I'm being woken up by my wife who says it's time to take the kids to school. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, is that all I slept tonight? So depression and, and sleep deprivation kind of go hand in hand. And so there you go. Um, what's your middle name? My middle name is Wesley and it's a sore spot with me because my name used to be James Lewis Rogers. That was what my name was when I was born because I was named after my real father, uh, Wayne Lewis Rogers. And James was my great grandfather's name. And he was this great man, apparently. But when my mother married my stepdad, she wanted to get Lewis's name out of it. So she had him sign away his parental rights. And she, when she had us adopted by our stepfather, 
the, she removed obviously our last name from Rogers to Kennison and she took Lewis out of my name and put my stepdad's middle name who was John Wesley and put that in there instead. And I don't know if that was to endear us to him or me to him or him to me or whatever, but it didn't work. And I hate my middle name with a, with a raw blind passion. So yeah, if you ever, if, if you're listening to the show and your whole goal is to someday destroy me, just call me Wesley a whole bunch. That would be great. Um, what is the last thing you purchased? Well, I purchased uh, a couple of Buzz Lightyear items, actually. we, My wife and I went on a date um, Saturday, I think, Saturday night. We went out to Cheesecake Factory because somehow or another we had a gift card, $25 gift card. So we split a meal and we paid almost nothing. It was great. Um, but then we walked over. It was in a mall, so we walked over to Disney Store. And Disney Store had these little cute little wind-up characters and i got a buzz one and i got a uh uh an alien you know the little green man alien lgm they call him and i got a cup mug slash thing that looks like the claw from the movie and they had an owl's toy barn mug and an owl's toy barn employee t-shirt they had an owl's toy barn name tag badge that was really neat but that's kind of beyond my what i collect I mostly focus, obviously, on Buzz Lightyear, uh, LGMs. I like Zerg. I like the Pizza Planet truck, and I like the space uh, crane that all of the you know the guys were in. So that's pretty much the uh, beginning and endings of my fandom. Um, but the the most recent thing I bought that's coming in the mail is uh, a Mrs. Nesbit. Uh, which is Buzz Lightyear when he's dressed up at the tea party. But Funko Pop put out a character, and I pre-ordered it like two months ago, and I just got a notification that it's on its way in, uh, in UPS, and it should be here on Saturday. So technically, that's the latest thing that I've that I've purchased, and um, that that it's awesome. I can't wait to own it. Uh, I'm running out of room. I, I have to be very select with my buzz stuff nowadays, but uh, yeah, there you go. Um, what is your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday is, is it Halloween or Christmas? I don't know. I don't know. I like Halloween because of the creativity that's involved. I like it because I can decorate stuff and I can get the kids decorated and everybody decorates and it's just really fun. Christmas is great because it's Christmas and you know, you got the, the kids get excited and you know, you do the presents and all that kind of stuff. Um, but Halloween's right up there and not for any dark evil reasons. I just, I really enjoy, uh, creativity. And if there was a holiday that completely focused on making beautiful and awesome, things and then i would that would be my favorite but um right now all we got is uh halloween halloween just it's candy it's costumes it's uh you know decorating and people get into it it's really fun i don't know i like the spookiness too i'll be honest i, I don't have a problem with that um 
what's your favorite day of the week? My favorite day of the week is Thursday because that's the day I record that story show. Um, my second favorite day of the week would be Tuesday because that's when I record uh, Red School Bus. Um, I also like Wednesdays the most because Wednesdays typically my kids go to youth and um, I get to go on dates with my wife. And we go out to uh, Olive Garden and we sit at the bar and we share a meal. And the guy behind the bar knows us now. And I get my uh, soda with grenadine in it. And if you think grenadine is liquor, you're wrong. Grenadine is cherry syrup. And so I have cherry Diet Cokes and I eat my my meal and it's really good. Uh, We get like uh, chicken and and shrimp carbonara, which is so good. They they bring it out with an extra cup of sauce to put on your noodles and the breadsticks when they're hot, you dip it in there. It's like 20 bucks a plate, which is why we split it. So there's my tip, my handy tip for the day. Don't say I never gave you a tip because there you go. Um, if you could meet anyone in history, who would it be? If I could meet anyone in history... I would want to meet um, probably uh, Walt Disney, okay? Just right off the top of my head, I would want to meet Walt Disney. I would want to pick his brain. Uh, I would love to talk to uh, George Lucas. I would love to talk to, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, John Lasseter. And, and, and I mean when they were younger before they got famous. Um, I would love to talk to, uh, Oh, who else? Um, I would love to meet Picasso, just his crazy, butt. you know, just (laughs) find out what was going on in there. Even though I don't like his artwork. I mean, I, I can appreciate it. Um, I'd love to meet, uh, Paul, the apostle and Peter like together in the same room and just let them fight it out, you know, and talk about stuff and, 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 and just get some information and find out how human these people were. That would be kind of nice. Um, I would love to meet people that became legends, like whoever Paul Bunyan really was, if he was a real dude and John Henry and St. Nicholas and St. Patrick and I would just tell them about how epic their their legacy became and just see what they would think and what they would say. Just would they be humbled? Would they be proud? Would they not believe it? You know, what's the deal? Um, I would also love to meet and talk with Perry Grip. Uh, Perry Grip is, is a guy that I just idolize from a distance. He makes these amazing songs and stuff. Uh that 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 all sound like commercials really but they're so creative he does tacos uh raining tacos and hailing taquitos is his newer one and um he's just so dang creative and he makes great music i would love to be just like him i would also like to meet rhett and link but but the old rhett and link before they got popular uh back when they were still good so um and, and the same with King of Random. I, I would have loved to have met him before he got big and, and you know, whatever happened to him. Because uh, back in his early days, he was just creative as all crap. 
so there you go. There's there's a short list of people I would love to meet. Um, what do you do? Wait, yeah. What do you like to do to relax? Um, to relax, I enjoy sleeping. Um, I enjoy taking long baths while watching YouTube videos. Uh, to relax, I also like reading and looking at all of the social media stuff that has to do with my podcasts. I love uh, Discord and Facebook. I like looking at my download numbers, things like that. When, you know, it's just how I measure success. It's the only things I have, you know, after being depressed for so long. And, um, you know, I look at things like how many people are in our uh, nobody's listening community on Facebook. And then also how many people are involved. You know, it's kind of like church. You have you have your church membership, which is always really high. And then you have your church attendance, which is always pretty normal and lower. Uh, ours is pretty high, our, our attendance versus our membership. So I always think that's really neat. Uh, it's why I say we have the best audience in the world, too. So there you go. Uh, what do you do to relax? I, um, I used to eat, but I don't do that as much anymore. I don't know that I'm losing any weight, but I'm not gaining. So at least that's good. Uh, are you a saver or a spender? I am both. Uh, mostly a saver because I used to be a spender, man. When I had money, I wanted to get rid of it as soon as possible. I wanted to own something cool. It would burn a hole in my pocket and, and being married to my wife who is very disciplined in her spending and, and stuff. Um, she taught me so much and, and, um, she allows me to have my own money. Now we're not one of those couples that, that don't share our money and, and pour it into a com common place. Uh, she has just always allowed my hobby, uh, money to be separate. So like when I do artwork and I do podcasting, I get to keep that in what we call the save the James fund. Um, some people are saving the children. Some people are saving the whales and saving strays. Uh, my charity saves the James. So the James save the James fund has always been separate and it has served a purpose. It is not. Uh, to be considered money that is only mine. It, it It is considered to be money that is a limit of what I can spend. Most husbands have access to all the money that the family has, and they can go out and buy a boat or a houseboat or an RV, and ain't nothing nobody can do about it, right? Well, not in my family. In my family, I am not trustworthy enough to be over all the money. That's my wife's job. I am over my, my little pocket of money, and that's where um, if I've bought a, a game station or something like that, that's where the money's come from. If I've wanted to get a TV, that's where the money's come from. And most of this stuff eventually becomes absorbed into the family's ownership, which is not fair. <laughs> they should pay me back something. You know, if I spend a few hundred dollars on a TV and then it get, becomes the family TV, I think at least half of that should be refunded to the Save the James Foundation. But um, they don't they don't see it that way. But um, lately, Save the James has become, um, it's just a pay, it's just a, uh, a PayPal account, and it's where uh, artwork money goes and, and uh, Patreon money goes, and it gets spent on um, upgrading and repairing and keeping the podcast going strong. 
And uh, I re- recently repa- replaced four monitors, which was something I was waiting to do for a long time because monitors are expensive. And uh, I would have needed to have bought four of the same monitors uh, or one good monitor and then a couple of really crappy ones. Uh, what I really ended up doing was buying a super wide curved monitor. I, I bought it at Christmas time, so I only got one gift. And so my entire Christmas budget went toward this gift. It is a 49-inch wide uh, curved monitor, and it replaced four of them. So it was actually right at the same price as four different monitors, if and even cheaper if I had bought the size that I wanted. Um but it's it's the massive one that when you go to um, Micro Center or Best Buy and you see that one giant giant monitor, that's the one I have. And um, my artwork and Patreon money uh, bought that for me and saved me a lot of trouble. And I love it. It is so useful. Um, it is a gaming monitor. I rarely game. I use it to. Um, to, to be productive. Like right now, as I'm podcasting, I have three windows open side by side across it. One of them is, is discord. And one of them is my show notes. And the other one is the questions that I have. And that's pretty much the way I run it. It's like having two 24 inch screens attached together with no seam in the middle, but I end up getting about three screens worth of space out of it. And so it's like I took Oh, and I can switch between the two computers. That's why I needed four monitors before. Is two monitors were connected to one computer, two monitors were connected to another. Well, now this one has two inputs, so I push a button, it switches over to the other computer. And um, so I replaced four four monitors with one massive monitor, and it may seem um, a bit ridiculous, but when you think of it as replacing four monitors... And the the space it takes up on the desk, and the fact that it's freaking awesome, um, and that it cost me a lot less because I got a, I got it on sale, and I bought it. I, I got a uh, a credit card that I applied for that saved me five percent, and my wife uh, covered a chunk of it for for Christmas. It was just it was too good of a deal to pass up. So um, what do I like to do to relax? Uh, oh no no that was saver or spender I was I saved and I spent it on you know the monitor my next purchase I think as as the the money comes in is going to be a um, a Wacom tablet I have a, a Wacom companion um, which is a computer like a like a tablet PC that that is a a drawing tablet um, but it is it is showing its age and eventually it's just gonna probably like laptops do just stop running. Um, so what I want to get is just the screen, just an interactive display that doesn't have the computer that just plugs into my computer. And, um, so that's kind of what I'm saving toward next. Um, so I am a saver and a spender. So instead of buying things and paying them off on a credit card or, uh, putting them, you know, well, yeah, I mean, you know, just buying them and put them on a credit card. I save, and then I buy it. And uh, the only time you'll see me put something on a credit card 
is if I have the money to pay it off right away so we don't pay any interest, but we get credit for, you know, it helps your credit. So does that make sense? I'm a saver and a spender, but uh, right now I'm saving. Um, do I play any instruments? Well, you know I do. Um, I play piano. I play guitar. I play a little bit of ukulele. I play trumpet. And I think that's it. And I don't play any of them very well or very often. Um, what was your favorite children's book? Well, I know my least favorite children's book was uh, One Fish, Two Fish, Blue Fish, or whatever it is. Red Fish, Blue Fish. The one with the Ugg under the rug and all that. Spookiest crap. My favorite children's book. My mom took us to a book repository when I was a kid. And she allowed us to pull out, it was basically just tubs and tubs and tubs. You, you know those those canvas carts that they push mail around in in movies? It was a buttload of those in the storage building. And we were able to pull out all these old books from the school. The school, you know, we're done with them. And the covers were ripped off. And I got these readers, just tons of readers. And uh, I think they were for middle school and high school aged kids, but it was the first time I read anything uh, from classic literature, anything from sci-fi. Like one of them was sci-fi themed and it just had a series of short stories or shortened stories in them. And it really, really just captured my imagination. Another one um, it was the first time I, I read parts of Oliver twist and and uh my fair lady and things like that and i just really got interested in it and then between that and uh the the disney channel way back in the day that used to show oklahoma fiddler on the roof uh you know uh, the uh, all, all my fair lady and all those it really oliver it brought all of it together for me and um it really shaped a lot of what I, what I like. And so I don't know what the name of the books were. Um, I read a lot when I was in high school, mostly Dean Koontz and, and, and Stephen King. Um, I would buy them from once upon a bookseller, which was next door to Roland's grocery store in downtown St. Mary's. And I would do it on the secret on the slide. Cause my parents didn't let me read such things. Um, so I read the Langoliers. I read, uh, uh, silver bullet. Was that it? Wolfen. Wolf, wolf. Oh, I can't remember. He had a werewolf one. Um, you know, but all, all of his short stories, all his Richard Bachman stuff. I mean, I, I read just it. I read a lot of things. And, um, even though in my school, it was really weird. You, there were two courses. There was like a college prep course. And then there was a, you're not going to college course. And I had chosen the not going to college course because I was a lazy butt. But, um, every now and then one of the rich, I mean the rich, the uh, smart kids would leave a book or something. And so I read flowers for Algernon. I read the throwback. I read a bunch of books that I would just find. Um, and I, so it just, it really chafes me that I wasn't, um, taken care of better. <laughs> Cause I would have been a much better student had somebody gave a crap. And, uh, but you know, we were going through divorces at the time and my grandmother passed away and my real dad passed away and it was a rough time. My mom was depressed and, 
you know, blah, blah, blah. So um, anyway, what is your first childhood memory? My first childhood memory is a weird one that I'm sure happened because of the way I remember it. Um, but they say creative people can remember from when they were very young. And I remember my grandfather and my grandfather died. I think right, right around when I was two years old. Um, I remember him in the living room of his house and he was showing me a gun, a, a rifle, and he shot the gun in the corner of the room and I ran over to see the hole and I didn't see a hole. And for years, I believed that he actually shot that gun in the house. Well, there's no way he did. Obviously I'm remembering what a, what a concrete thinking, totally gullible child remembered, you know, uh, he probably went and, and pulled back on it, you know, some recoil. And, uh, and then I ran over to see the hole and he laughed and I, you know, and that's where my memory ends. Um, there's probably no way I should be able to remember that, but it's a very, very fuzzy, very muddy, uh, memory. And, um, it just seems like something a grandpa would do. So that's my first memory. My second memory, uh, is not so great. It's being, we had a hall tree behind our front door. I remember my sisters and me in that hall tree screaming and crying because my mom was holding the door closed and my real dad was trying to get in and he was beating on the door. Now, my memory of that is he was the bad guy and my mom was protecting us from him because it seemed scary. Uh, of course, as an adult, I don't know if he was just uh, mad because she wouldn't let him in and he, and she, maybe she was just being a butt. I don't know, you know, but, uh, it was, it was terrifying memory. Um, so, uh, at the same time, another one of my first memories is sitting in my dad's lap, my real father and her, him telling me my mom had a mustache and, um, I'm sure he was talking about, you know, that she had to wax her lip or whatever. Uh, but in my mind, I was laughing because I imagined my mom with a handlebar mustache in my in my mind. So their relationship was probably not very good. <laughs> they didn't last very long. Uh, I don't know when I how old I was when they got divorced, but it it was young. Uh, what kind of kid were you? Spoiled, rebellious, well behaved, quiet, obnoxious. I was a little bit of everything. Um, I was definitely probably treated better than the other kids. As the firstborn, you know, I think firstborns typically are. Um, I was rebellious, but not openly. I would do things behind my parents' back. Um, I was well-behaved in school. I never got in trouble. But at home, I was mean and tormented my siblings. Uh, obnoxious is definitely something that is always... <laughs> been my forte. Uh, I don't know that I'm as obnoxious as I used to be, but I can be when I'm in the right mood. Uh, and quiet, I've been quiet. You know, I, I secretly, um, you know, if you put me in a room full of people, I don't know, I'm not going to be the center of attention. I'm going to stand in the corner 
and I'm not going to talk to anybody. Once I get to know you, then, oh, you can't shut me up. But uh, not the most outgoing person, uh, believe it or not. What is one thing you miss about being a kid? Well, my initial thing is nothing. But I will say I kind of miss Boy Scouts. I miss having a pocket knife and a, and a code of conduct and a, and a manual that answered all the questions and a boy's life subscription and a uniform and badges that you would earn. You know, I wish adulthood was kind of like that, that you would get badges and you could walk around and you could show other people what kind of person you were by the badges that you wore. I think it'd be easier to tell about people if they had a, uh, you know, good badges instead or no badges. And then you would know immediately that person needs some help because they don't have any badges. But uh, things I miss about being a kid, um, little things like on our birthdays, my my mom would give us all a dollar and all the kids um, would buy a dollar's worth of candy from the mom and pop store. And uh, we would give it to the one kid whose birthday it was. And then the one kid whose birthday it was would then share all the candy with all the kids. So it was, it was a nice thing. It was one of the few nice things we, we did for each other. But uh, we would get candy cigarettes and pretend to smoke. <laughs> so, And uh, you would bite a little bit off the end, and that would be you smoking the cigarette down to the to the red part. So um, what do you miss about being a kid? I, there's a lot of things that don't miss. Um, but I guess I would say I miss... I miss riding a lot of bikes, you know? Bike riding was like the best thing. It was freedom. And that was fun. You know, I miss, uh, go-karts, things like that. I, I never really had any, but you know, when you weigh 280 pounds, you don't ride a lot of go-karts anymore. Um, what did you want to grow up to be when you were younger? Well, I've, I've answered this one before when I was really young, I wanted to be a teddy bear cop, but when I was eight years old, I nine years old, 10 years old, right in there. I wanted to be a pastor and I felt called to ministry. And, um, and then when I was in high school, I kind of backed off from that a little bit. I wanted to be an artist and I wanted to go to Savannah school of art and design. Um, and that didn't work out. I was supposed to go to Raymond Bible training center, which I'm glad that didn't work out. Um, so I became a car washer and a burger flipper and uh, a ba- a grocery bagger. And then eventually when I moved to Macon, I became a temp worker and then got a job doing artwork um, at a t-shirt shop. And so then I taught myself web design and I got a job doing web design full time for quite a while. And then we moved to uh, Kansas city and I worked as an intern underneath my friend David in the youth department at Sheffield family life center. And then two years later I became a paid staff member for the next eight years at Sheffield and uh, became a pastor. So then after that, I worked three years in Florida as a pastor. And then after that, I got depressed and everything fell apart. And now I'm podcasting. I'm a podcaster and an artist and I'm a volunteer for the same guy, 
David Godbout that I started with years and years ago that I followed to Kansas City. Everything's full circle. And my wife works and I don't. And this is what I do now. I talk on a radio or on a podcast. So um, let's see. What was your favorite subject in school? My favorite subject was art easily. I loved art class. I loved the rules of art class um, because in every class kids would screw around, but in art class, our artists, our, our, our art teacher had a rule that you didn't jack with other people's art and he would just go off. He was crazy. I want you to imagine Bob Ross. Okay. Bob Ross, the painter. That's exactly what my art teacher looked like. Uh, except he wore a jean vest, a Levi's vest. Uh, with his wide collared shirt and his Afro and slowly over the four years I was there, his hair turned from red, uh, to gray and his beard, but I had Bob Ross, but exactly the opposite of Bob Ross in every other way. He was funny and he was crazy and, but he had a temper and I never had to deal with it because I was never bad. And I was an artist and he respected that and all that. But man, kids would come in there just to take an easy A class and he would just wage war on them. And, and he would go crazy. Like there was one day they were, they were checking, um, the, uh, alarm systems all day. The, the, and the bells kept going off in all the classrooms and he went over and grabbed a hammer and just beat the thing off the wall and laughed maniacally while he was doing it until it stopped ringing. And, uh, that was just kind of the way he was. And, uh, we had a lot of fun in art and I, we, he would do art competitions and, and, you know, involve us in sectional art competitions. And I would win, uh, ribbons and things like that. And, and it was just, it was really good. He, he taught us how to work art the way that you actually need to learn to work art. He, I thought he was being lazy back in the day. Um, Cause he would have all these magazines and all these paper, newspapers and stuff. And he would say, pick something and draw it, pick something out of the magazine and draw it. And so I would find an interesting picture and I would recreate it. And I thought, you know, this isn't really useful that I should be designing things from scratch, you know? And he taught us about two and three points perspective. And, and we had some basic history, uh, 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 you know, art history that we had to learn and get tested on. Um, but mostly we got tested on participation and, uh, I always thought, you know, this is not the way you're supposed to teach art. You're supposed to teach each kid how to be creative and do their own thing and this, that, and the other. But when I got a job doing artwork for t-shirt shop for the t-shirt shop, I realized most artwork that you do commercially is copying, um, somebody else's idea, whether it's from their mind or from a scrap of paper that they bring in with a sketch on it, or another logo that they've seen that they like, that they want theirs to kind of be like that, but not the same. And, and it was so beneficial to have learned art the way I did, because now I know how to adapt existing art. I think I'm better at improving on other people's stuff than I am creating my own. Um, and, and that may sound bad actually, but it's, it's actually a good thing because when I do artwork for people through drawyourpicture.com, um, that's what I'll do. I'll tell them, I'll like, send me some art, go on Google images, find five, you know, three to five logos or fonts that you like, 
and clip them. And I'm not going to copy them, but they're going to influence the design. They're going to give me an idea of what is inside your head because I'm trying to explain that kind of thing is impossible. But uh, picture says a thousand words. So what was my favorite subject? Uh, art. Definitely. Well, guys, I could keep going, but that's our hour. And um, I don't want it to go further than that. Um, thank you for listening to GOK. I hope you enjoyed my breakdown of the Star Wars movies. And uh, now you know a whole lot more about me than you ever wanted to know. Uh, <laughs> I always appreciate you guys listening. And um, you can you can uh, go to the website, gokcast.com, nlcast.com, if you want to listen to more shows like That Story Show or Red School Bus. Uh, join the Facebook group. Um, cause that's a great place to, to bump into other people. Uh, most of you are already over there, but if you found the show and you're not, um, familiar with the, nobody's listening podcast community, go to facebook.com and type in nobody's listening podcast community and join. And there's just a bunch of great folks and they're going to be just like you, because if you like what you're hearing, they like what they're hearing and that's what you have in common with them. Um, Email me if you want to at james at nlcast.com, nlcast.com. My Twitter is nlcast as well. And uh, you can friend me on Facebook or message me or whatever you want to do. And then you can also support the show at patreon.com slash GOK. So that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash GOK. And that would be amazing if you would uh, consider supporting the show because this is how I make my living nowadays, as I pointed out earlier. Um, You guys have a great week, and we'll see you next time right here on the GOK. (laughs) 